Hey, you're listening to the Winnipeg Music Project, where music making matters. I'm your host, Ashley Bienyage. Each episode features interviews with local music makers in hopes to connect the vibrant Winnipeg music scene with listeners like you. Through stories of songwriting, album releases, and touring, listen to the unique journeys of local artists who love what they do. listening to the Winnipeg Music Project on 101.5 UMFM. Uh, we're live today. I'm here with Northern Royals. What up? Yeah. Hello, guys. Um, so, uh, we don't have everybody here, but how about we go around the table and everyone introduce who you are and what you what kind of noise you make in the band, and then maybe you mention who's not here today. Sure. Um, I'm Evan. I sing and play guitar. I'm Rebecca. I play rhythm and play keyboard. Hi, I'm Cam. I play um, the guitar and guitar things. Yeah, shreds it. Guitar, just guitar things. Yeah, just just guitar things. <laughs> <laughs> and who else is is? is? Uh, Cody plays drums. He's not here. And Kendra plays the bass and does some vocals as well. She's not here either. Mm, I'm sure that they are here with us in spirit. I know they want to be here, and not of scheduling on my part but it's great to have you here thank you so much for coming on to the show um for people who maybe are just tuning in or um are confused by the song we just heard could you give me a little elevator pitch uh to how would you describe your music oh man um we're we're, we used to kind of be in your face rock and roll you know like uh radio ready rock and i think we're switching more to hard rock and after listening to a podcast by Alan Cross, we really like the idea of post-grunge. Okay. I've always hated the idea of post-anything, whatever, but he really described the kind of music we were playing, and he mentioned bands like Collective Soul, Silver Chair, Foo Fighters, which has always been kind of influence for us. So. Mm-hmm. so it just kind of flows. Yeah. So how did Northern Royals begin? How did it start? Um, we started in 2012, me and Cody and uh, his girlfriend at the time, Kendra, uh, who is now his wife. Uh, We started a band, the three-piece. We had a guitar player. Didn't work out. We got another guitar player who's been with us since, uh, I guess he quit, 2017. And uh, now we have these two. We have Cam and Rebecca as the new members. These two. I was going to say gentlemen or ladies. (laughs) They were just looking for a lead, and I snuck in. So Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, because it was originally a four-piece. It was a four-piece, yeah. We were, we were looking to replace Eric, and then uh, Rebecca came in with some, some keys, and we really liked that idea. So, mm. Like, maybe if we can have another person to pay for it every gig. That'd be cool, right? And you're enjoying it? Oh, yeah. Have you guys been in bands uh, before Northern Royals? Yeah, but nothing huge around the city, like just uh, little shows. I was in... Um metal band thrash metal around 2010 era uh we were called armored assault and we were making some noise in the metal scene but then everything just kind of imploded on itself egos clashed and we kind of just went our separate ways Mm -hmm. so i went to university here actually and i told myself once i graduate i want to join a band again so i put a post on facebook and these guys reached out to me just like grabbed onto you and were like yes we needed you what were you doing in school um i actually um 
I got an arts degree because I originally wanted to go into ASPR, but I didn't have the prerequisites at the time to get in. So mm -hmm. I figured instead of tacking on a few more years, I'll just finish an arts degree, then um, go for an MBA after. Oh, cool. But I majored in philosophy. I know. What are you going to do with that? But yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I'm... Yeah, I'm working at the Aboriginal Center right now doing oh, wow. like, employment counseling, resume stuff. Stuff. Congratulations, like that. that's awesome. Thank you. Um, what else? What? Oh, sorry, uh, for everyone else in the room, what do you do? That's, uh, I guess, your day job. I would say. Oh, it's boring. Let's not talk about. It. I do. <laughs> I do building inspections for an insurance company. Cool. Rock and roll. I think that's cool. Yeah, it's all right. You just so you go to buildings and just make sure they're okay. Yeah, pretty much. Nice. Yeah, make sure they don't burn down. Well, that's exciting. Yeah. You want to talk about that instead for an hour? Uh, pass. <laughs> okay. Hard pass. How about you, Rebecca? Uh, I just got my degree from the U of M here last year, and I'm going into education. I uh, got my day off from working at a daycare to come here today. Wow. So, yeah. I love kids. Yeah. That's Who great. doesn't? Right? Well, <laughs> Cam doesn't. I was going to say, there are some I people. don't mind kids. I just don't like babies. <laughs> How can you not like babies? I just, I just don't like babies. I'm not they creep baby. them out. Uh, they don't creep you know, me you, out. You were one at one point. Well, I was a baby once. <laughs> That's true. Is there once. proof? Or? One day. Just for a day, and then and then he started like a beard, and then. I was actually a tall kid. I was born at like 24 inches tall and 11 pounds, so I was huge. Wow. It's a big baby. Yeah. So I say once. True. <laughs> <laughs> So going back even further before kind of Northern Royal started, how did you all get involved in music? What, how did you start like learning your instruments? And where, how does that go from learning an instrument to wanting to write music and perform in front of strangers? Uh, well, I kind of always wanted to be a rock star. My parents made the mistake <laughs> of taking me to a Kiss concert when I was five years old and could never shake that and a music store opened up down the street from my house so I started taking guitar lessons there and the next thing I know I was taking drum lessons and then I wasn't the best guitar player in the band so I started playing bass and I've just always done a bit of everything nice that's awesome a good multi-instrumentalist yes it was always like rock music yeah like even I took uh piano lessons when I was younger and right away I was like Oh, Elton John, all the way. Like that's mm -hmm. what I was thinking. Always. That's cool. Rock. That's awesome. I think, like for me, originally I really, really wanted to play drums, but my parents kind of put a nope on that because yeah. <laughs> um, little like ten-year-old kids mashing away on the drums can get a little annoying. So um, it was a few years after that, and my dad uh, got me a guitar, and I didn't really think about being a guitarist before that, but. It kind of just stuck. I, was, I ended up practicing about 12, 13 hours a day when I was a kid. And wow. And yeah, I was just like absorbed by it. And mm -hmm. I was taking lessons at the time. I was like learning some theory and stuff like that. But I liked making the noise. I liked the whole idea of inhaling, tapping stuff. Um, just crazy noise. I was always technique over theory. So that's okay. kind of how I ended up getting into music or guitar and so how did you go into metal right away or eventually well that's kind of like a linear thing too like like growing up i was always raised on like the beatles classic rock 60s rock mm -hmm. zombies animals rolling stones whatever then it kind of just developed into led zeppelin iron maiden steppenwolf etc etc yeah then by the time i was like 13 i was listening to stuff like uh, some 41, whatever, all the pop punk wave at the time. Mm -hmm. And I was like, this is cool. I want to do this. And then it got just kind of like 
delved into like heavier, more, heavier yeah. and heavier. But yeah. I wouldn't really consider myself much of a metalhead these days. I like some select few, but I kind of like um, more alternative metal stuff. Mm-hmm. Like Avenged Sevenfold, Bring Me the Horizon. I know all the metalheads listening right now are shuddering. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's not Cause, metal. Because my, my brother kind of went the same way. Like he took guitar lessons and then got darker and darker. And then he, now he's like a huge metalhead and just like listen to this like loud music coming from his room and i just i guess it's just i guess it is natural everyone does it yeah i wonder if it's like you just need to start understanding why it's that level why it's that noise what's happening Mm -hmm. because i remember i used to hate you know metal and and screaming and anything that was like city and color was one of my favorite bands growing up still is but uh i I listen to a lot of bring me the horizon now too and Mm -hmm. uh, nothing more and getting into heavier stuff and yeah, it just seems to happen over the years, I think. I think mm-hmm. it's, it's an acquired taste. Yeah. Yeah. And now that I definitely, because of the show especially, I have to listen to it a lot. And um, I've learned from some metal pe- players that it's actually very similar to classical music in terms of like theory and stuff, which mm. got me really excited because I'm like, a huge th- theory nerd. Um, so, segue. Anyway, we could keep talking about that. Um how did I get into music? Yes. Uh, my mom got me a guitar when I was in grade five, and and like I same sort of thing. I started just acoustic. I loved playing acoustic stuff. And when I met Cody, he was like faster, harder, you know. Uh, and uh, <laughs> sure, there's a joke Sorry. there. <laughs> 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 I don't know what to say. Um, yeah, but anyways, so then I just started naturally being more interested in in, in heavier music. Yeah. Um, and I think that's where our band is even going to. I think we started a lot lighter, and I think our music's getting into more hard rock as well. Mm-hmm. Oh, cool. So it's always just going to get more and more intense. Yeah, I don't know what point. It'll, I'm sure it'll stop. I don't think we'll turn into a full-on metal band ever. Okay. But, uh, you never know. Yeah. I think you need a lot more talent than I have to be... Oh, don't say that. You know, oh, some of their timing and it's <laughs> just... Yeah, that's true. This can get really, really busy. Yeah. So are you the main songwriter? Um... I always have a tough time with that. I write a lot of, I write all the lyrics, mm-hmm. most of them. So, um, yeah. <laughs> I've come, well, is lyrics a full song? You know what I mean? Well, yeah, there's that argument. There's, there's structure. And so, like, uh, you know, it used to be Eric would have a lot of the riffs. Mm-hmm. Um, and then sometimes I'd come with chords. And now these two are bringing riffs and chords, too. And then sometimes people will help with the vocal melodies and, and changing this lyric, changing that lyric. So, uh, yeah, I write most of the lyrics mm-hmm. at this point. But uh, everyone chips in for, for the songwriting. Okay, so it's a nice collaborative um, experience. Yeah. What usually comes first? It's always different. And I, you know, I listen to a lot of interviews of tons of bands that say the exact same thing. Like uh, sometimes I have a lyrical melody that I really like, and sometimes uh, Kendra had a sweet bass riff or a drum beat. Um, but I think most part, it started from a riff mm-hmm. or a guitar, a song written on guitar. Okay. And would you say that there is like a, a like a, a few overarching themes that happen in each song, or do you try to always mix it up to sing about different things, or what do you find you're usually singing about? I typically sing about uh, darker feelings, emotions, and mm-hmm. relationships. I have a tough time singing about anything happy. I don't know why. It's just. But you have a song named Happy. He's very sad. <laughs> but it's an ironic <laughs> song because it's very non happy. It's about depression. Mm. But yeah, I mean, that's just, I mean, the songs I'm into too, like the bands I'm into, like nothing more and even City and Color, like it's yeah. all very depressing stuff. And mm-hmm. I've just always been more interested in that, but that's just me. Makes sense. Right. 
No? Yeah. yeah. So, um, did you guys notice anything when you started playing the music? Did anything um, in particular jump out to you in terms of the music? Like, what really resonated with you that made you want to make this kind of music? To want to join the band? Yeah. yeah. Uh, probably the quality and, like, where they were at. Like, they have their... Oh, I don't know if I can swear on air. So they have their... <laughs> no? no? Okay. They have it. They're ducks in line. Like, yeah. They got it all together. And uh, they have some great merch, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, but great, the song, that's why you join? Great merch? Great merch. But the songs, like, the first night when I saw that they were looking for a guitar player, I was, like, sitting there listening to the music, and I'm like, oh, I have to at least try to do this, right? And and what did you feel when you found out that you you got it? Oh, I was so happy. I, I think I sent you that gif of Jonah Hill, like, doing yeah, that crazy, right, yeah, yeah. like, hands <laughs> thing from, what was it, Get Him to the Greek or wherever, where he's yeah. freaking out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's pretty much what I looked like, I think. <laughs> that's so exciting. I remember you. I, I remember we actually had to ask, we had to ask them separately if they wanted to join because we had to make sure that they were both okay with the other person mm-hmm. because when they first auditioned, it wasn't for a five-piece, right? Yeah. So that was something, too. So I remember we messaged them both individually, like, are you okay with moving forward as a five-piece with this other person? And uh-huh. Cam's like, no, I really don't like Rebecca. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just throw her the best. Just joking. Oh, that would be exciting, though, to find out right now. Uh, that would be a good episode. Uh, sorry. Uh, <laughs> I'm just thinking of content and entertainment. What? Um, about you, Cam? Um, what was the question again? Um, when you, what stuck out to you when you decided to apply oh, yeah. and be a part of the band? Well, I think I mentioned earlier that I did mention that I wanted to join a band after I graduated mm-hmm. university. So I put the ad out, and I had a couple people interested. Oh, that's right. You guys reached out. Damn. Okay. So I, it was just like some um, Facebook page from Winnipeg Musicians or whatever. Mm-hmm. And they said, hey, I'm looking for a band. This is my SoundCloud. And they reached out to me, and they said, hey, this is all the stuff that we have. And I'm like, wow, these guys sound... Um, together right um i think the biggest thing for me was i've wasted like a lot of time with like kijiji posts and a lot of flaky people and yeah. a lot of bands that don't really want to do anything kind of like just sitting in the basement like smoking pot whatever mm-hmm. and there's nothing wrong with that but i mean like um it was hard to find a band that was actually going somewhere right and that's what really made me want to um join because Are you excited? Yeah. You could see there was passion for like, it. They had it's shows exciting. lined up, and like I missed the feeling of like playing in front of people, and I'm like, they have a bunch of shows lined up. Like These guys are established. I'm going to do it. So. Yeah, that was for me, too. Like um, My last band actually broke up because their friend stole our drummer, and um, <laughs> it's Kijiji is horrible to work with because we messaged probably about 10 different people back and forth, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, I'm coming in, and we had one guy show up, and he was, like, in his 60s. It was a fun jam session, but it, like, obviously wasn't going to work. So. Mm-hmm. But I'm very thankful he stole our drummer because I'm here now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Actually, I was going to say, too, Cam's probably the only person we reached out to. I think everyone else reached out to us. It was about eight or nine auditions. Mm-hmm. But uh, I just kind of thought at that point we only reached out to him. But we never even heard your music at that point. It was just like, he's interested. Let's let's see how it goes. But Yeah. Um, oh, man, I had a question. Um, oh, yeah. So, sorry. Um, just because I'm really curious, what is it like as a... Um, as a band finding new members like what are what's going through your mind what are you looking for what's awful is it awful it's awful um it's not it was just really stressful because essentially you're like you're 
adding a new family member. Yeah. Like, you know, I've been with Cody and Kendra since 2012, like every week. Mm -hmm. And uh, like I even live with them twice. Um, But uh, so you're trying to find these new people and you have to do it quick because we have shows lined up. So you don't want to rush it. You don't just pick someone. Uh, You want to have someone that works. So yeah, we went through nine auditions and like everyone was the hardest part, too, is everyone was so good. Um, just good in different ways, right? Like, yeah. that's not our style. That's not our style. Um, and so that was the hardest part. And uh, everyone was actually, like, on time. And, you know, we didn't have any flaky people, which is really nice, too. That's good. Yeah. You're lucky. Yeah. Um, and so let's say, uh, hypothetically, you're, you have some, you're choosing a new member. What would you think that would be more important to essentially sacrifice them being better to be around or the their quality of their i guess playing i'd say number one would be they can be there i think that's the number one priority okay number two i think is the ability to songwrite and originality Mm -hmm. uh, which was a big thing for cam we really liked his original stuff he brought us so we can really grow yeah um and then thirdly i think it would be the the talent Mm -hmm. the, the ability to do Okay. Um, whatever we we need to do, you know. Yeah. So good to know. Makes sense. I'm just curious. Uh, like, <laughs> every once in a while, I'll ask a question that doesn't make any sense, to, probably to you, but in my head, I've already thought like a million. Makes sense. Makes yeah. sense. Because um, the idea of starting a band is so daunting, and you got really lucky with finding some people that you obviously get along really well, and the music you're making is exciting and and fun, and that's cool. Um, so the song "Falling" that we opened up the show with, mm-hmm. um, how did that, or what inspired that tune? Um, that song was actually about, um, uh, me and my, uh, girlfriend split up and got back together. And, uh, the, the lyrics are, I can't believe we're falling again. It's mm-hmm. like, can't believe we're, we're basically falling back in love again. Um, so that's where that came from. Okay. Mm-hmm. And so you, you, you had these lyrics, um, or how did the, how did the song get created? The song was a riff, uh, from, I think, I think Eric wrote it. Um, and then, yeah, basically just put, put lyrics to it. We just start. I love jamming. Mm-hmm. Like, so he'll jam a riff. We start jamming. I just start singing melodies. Okay. And then I sort of write lyrics to that melody. Mm-hmm. That's how typically I write most of the time. Mm-hmm. And had this song be, been written and finished and everything before uh, you guys came on? Yes. Yeah. So uh, when, when you're coming into a band, the songs that are already finished and polished or even recorded how do you how do you go about learning it do you try to put your own spin on it or are you always do you tend to be more faithful to the original For me <clears throat> i was just trying to get the riffs down and once the riffs were down it came time to do the solos and for the solos for me i just tried to follow the kind of like the uh the intro licks going into the solos then i would kind of um bridge off and do my own little things and then I would kind of tie it back into what uh, Eric ended his solos with. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of how I go about that. Okay. But for me, I'm just really excited for the for writing new material as well, because mm-hmm. um, right now it's it's uh, original music for Northern Royals. But for me, it's like playing covers the whole time, right? Because it's none of my none of my own music as well. But it's really fun to play. It's just. Um, Sorry, do you want to you want to put yourself into it? Yeah. You know? Exactly. Exactly. Um, mm-hmm. So that's kind of how I go about it. I kind of put my own touch on the solos, but try to stick faithful to the riffs. Yeah, and do you um, and do you learn it all by ear, or do you have like 
I learned uh, most of the set by ear, but once um, there was stuff I was having troubles with, I would just go to the jam space and kind of be like, hey, what are you playing here? Mm -hmm. Then I would kind of play something else, whether it be like an octave higher or something to, to make it sound a little bigger or whatever. Mm-hmm. I'm so jealous of people who can just learn stuff by ear. That's yeah, lots of, lots of, <laughs> like I've done it for one song and I'm just like constantly replaying it. And I'm like, I wish you could just like Google the chords because it's just so much easier. Yeah. The more you practice, the easier that becomes. Like, That's true. Yeah. Just, I guess, mm -hmm. put in the work really. What about you, um, Rebecca? Uh, I was trying to learn it like exactly like the recordings. Mm -hmm. They started making fun of me because I kept saying to them, it's not in the recording. And uh <laughs> Yeah, trying to learn the little licks and everything. I pay a lot of money for guitar lessons, so mm -hmm. <laughs> I was trying to get it right. Yeah. Yeah, we uh, we do a lot of our EP different live, just because you get tired of it, right? Yeah. But so, yeah, she's always like, that's not in the recording. <laughs> <laughs> Which is fair. I mean, you, you spend time learning a song, and we're like, oh, yeah, we changed this whole part. Sorry about that. Mm -hmm. It makes it more fun. It's yeah. interesting. Yeah, and it, it gives the listeners or the fans yeah. two different experiences, right? Exactly. Um, I always hear the argument that I'll ask you guys what you think. Um, there's two sides. One side is you you write a recording or you create a recording, and that's how you should be, and that's how it should be performed because people will expect that and want to hear that. And then the other side is that you give them two different listening experiences, like you get the the pre-recorded, polished, and then the raw live. What what do you think is the more ideal? I mean you do that with your ep but um in a perfect world what do you think is is more favorable for you personally i like listening to new stuff at shows like as long as they're playing it right and it sounds good it's a great experience it doesn't have to sound exactly like the album okay i just yeah that's a good question i i've heard both sides too like um it's actually a Foo Fighters interview. They were saying uh, they were doing studio stuff that was they couldn't do live, mm -hmm. and they have a rule. I think it's what is it the is it the is it the Prince rule? I can't remember who they're referring to. I think it's Prince, but they're saying uh, he does different stuff live, and uh, or no, it was Bob Dylan does that. I think it was Queen. I think oh. they were talking about Queen. <laughs> um, but they were saying like they do stuff in the studio, and that's this. But then they have a live show too. Exactly what you said. Mm -hmm. I, I'm good with either, honestly. Like we we play some songs I think very similar to the recording, yeah. and some songs we just felt could be better this way. Mm -hmm. And I think if you got to a much higher level, people might be more concerned. Yeah. Um, but when you're playing to, to you know bars in Winnipeg, I think people are just looking for a good show. Mm -hmm. So. Yeah, I think so too. Like especially like for the like bigger bands out there like the international band and stuff like some stuff they recorded in their earlier careers they can't do live anymore like mm -hmm. the voices change whatever yeah. that's true too yeah. mm -hmm. like artists change throughout the years so just you have to kind of expect it right yeah what if uh, one day you just decide or your, your favorite band just decides to do like a reggae version of a song or something completely that's different I think it'd be pretty cool yeah pretty I'd cool? be pretty blown away <laughs> yeah. probably I mean, as long as they're not playing it at the show. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Uh, just curious. There's, I don't think there's really a right, right or wrong answer. It's just preference. Um, but it's always curious to hear what other people have to say about that. Um, so how about we take a little break and listen to... Oh, well, we'll take a break. Everyone else can keep listening, right? <laughs> Everyone you're staying tuned in. We're, I know you're still there. Don't worry. I haven't forgot about you. Um, we're going to listen to the song um, Happy. We talked about that um, very briefly. So you said it is... Yeah. It was influenced. It's not actually a happy song. You know, this one's about depression. It was about a few friends going through uh, a tough time, and um, 
you just really need someone there to help you through that time. And that's what this song is about. It's about uh, you can be happy, but sometimes you need some help to get there. Aww. Oh, I love it. Uh, so everyone, you're listening to the Winnipeg Music Project on 101.5 UMFM. I'm Ashley Bianyaj. I'm here with the Northern Royals. We're hanging out, talking about their music. Um, more to come, uh, upcoming shows and so forth after uh, the song. So stay tuned. everyone we're, we're back this is the winnipeg music project on 101.5 umfm i'm ashley binyash i'm still here with the northern royals um can i say the or do you not want me to say the Ooh, big no 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 okay, i so. say the northern royals all the time and cody and kendra get super upset about yeah. it, it can get i think confusing. i made a facebook tweet this a facebook tweet a facebook <laughs> post this morning and said the northern royals you did or i did i think i did okay yeah it's just northern royals yeah don't let cody catch you saying the Oh yeah, we want to say we want to do a quick shout outs to uh, Kendra and Cody saying hi, because uh, you're probably listening. If not, then you're out of the band. Yeah, <laughs> this is just going out to nobody. <laughs> so listening to the pre-record or the the um, podcast, I mean, um, which will be released later this week for those of you who are listening and want to hear the rest of the interview. Just a shameless plug. So let's go around the room quickly and everyone tell me your favorite song to perform live. 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 <laughs> Tequila. <Perform> live. <laughs> live. I like falling. Why? Um, just because I wrote one of my favorite solos for this band for it. Cool. And I do this little thing live with the wah pedal. And, um, oh, yeah, that's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Evan introduces the band, and I kind of just go like this. Wow, wow, wow. I don't know. It's hard to... How's it go again? Sorry. Wow, wow, wow. Like that. <laughs> exactly. Like <laughs> Just that. like that. For anyone expecting that now. Yeah, yeah. It's a pretty cool intro. I like that. Mm-hmm. But um, that one, I like the main riff and I like um, I like the solo I wrote for it. So That's awesome. That's a, I really like playing to the floor just because there's more like stuff for me to do in that one. I'm like different parts. It's interesting to play. And what instrument do you play for that one? Guitar. Guitar. Right now. Yeah. Okay. And what do you... I like that what one too, actually, yeah. What do you mean by more parts? Uh, like, I don't know. There's a lot of changes in the song for me, so it's cool. just more, it's a lot of fun to play. That's exciting. I think there's just more dynamics yeah. for that song. And there's a really cool music video for it, too. So. Oh. <laughs> oh, how about I include that on the podcast link for everyone so they can watch yeah. it when they go and download um, the podcast later if they want. Mm-hmm. Yeah, To the Floor, for whatever reason, was like the first song I think we did really well with the two new members. Mm-hmm. And I think it's probably, I thought would be the most complicated song for all of us to do. But I think it just had like three guitar parts in the song. And uh, there was, it just worked, it worked mm-hmm. really well. So it's been the best ever since. Yeah, I there's think. a lot of overlapping guitar parts in that song. Mm-hmm. That's yeah, cool. I'm switching I between like. like distortion and clean and delay the whole time. Yeah, yeah. Just lots of effects. Um, with the uh, topic of effects and pedals and stuff, because I don't know anything about that kind of stuff, uh, and I think it's so cool. When picking pedals or effects, how do you how do you go about that? Like, do you have something in mind, or are you familiar with all of the different like distortion and stuff that you can do, or what? How do you, um, or is it just kind of trial and error until you're happy? Your question. Ooh. Um, I think there's. Everyone has their preferences, but for me at least, it's um, 
You have your mainstays that are always on your pedal board. For me, it's my uh, noise noise gate, my wah pedal. And Is it actually called a wah? Yeah, a wah pedal. Nice. It's a Jimi Hendrix signature wah pedal. But uh, the wah pedal, the noise gate, and the tuner are my main kind of stays on my Tuner board. is one of my favorite pedals. Why? Yeah. What does it do? It, it just like <laughs> shuts your guitar off and you can tune your guitar. But it's super <laughs> handy to have it ah. on the floor because it has like this little um, uh, spectrum where you can see your tuner and it's bright. You can see it on stage. Yeah, I don't think I could have done the show without it. And I stole my dad's tuner and it's mine now. So I definitely <laughs> like having that too. Thanks, Dad. <laughs> Thanks, yeah, Dad. Thanks, Dad. It is guitars. It is tuners. But actually picking up pedals, I record a lot um, in my living room. So I use... Um, a program called Amplitude, and it has a whole like library of pedals you can pick through. So I kind of okay. just like play around with pedals in my program, mm-hmm. and I kind of just like, ooh, this sounds good. I wonder if I can find this in real life. Or I'm always on YouTube watching like gear reviews and whatever, mm-hmm. and I'm like, that sounds cool. I want to try that. So I'll go to the music store and try it out, kind, mm-hmm. of, kind of thing. Yeah. And it's usually just kind of like an accepted thing by the rest of the band that if they you bring a new sound or a new kind of effect they're like yeah sure let's use it or have you ever had like had like bunny well, heads i don't want to like step on anybody's toes but i don't want to like ruin the song with like yeah. effects and stuff so just just like, having too much fun salt and pepper right you just gotta like kind of sprinkle some here there sprinkle mm-hmm. some there kind of thing okay have you has everyone else ever had like a time when someone had an effect and you're just like what are you doing i don't even know if we've had time to work with effects and stuff like that yet like okay. we were really just trying to get ready for our shows mm-hmm. we have a lot coming up this summer so. how new are you guys actually in the next in the last month oh, or? what we've been playing with them for like two months now two months okay. two months yeah yeah Wow. More, it's been like a month of actually practicing yep. the set, though. Mm-hmm. Before that, it was just like auditioning and then, yeah. Seeing if you guys fit, fit yeah. and stuff. Okay. So you guys are really, really new. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you're loving it and you're super excited. For all the upcoming shows, we can quickly plug those right now since we're, since we're all talking about it. Sure. Um, we play this Thursday with our friends in Color by Numbers at the Cavern. Um, they're doing their tour kickoff. Mm-hmm. And then after that is Tober Rock Fest, August 11th, out in St. Andrews. It's exciting. Mm-hmm. Um, so many great bands. So there's like uh, Bright Rageous and Moontan and a bunch of really Jet great... Jet Set Satellite. Yes. Um, <laughs> that's so exciting. It's very exciting. So if everyone who loves um, rock music, you should definitely go and check it out. I saw a really cool, uh, I think it was Global Interview promoting it. Uh, I can't remember who. Clearly it, was not, it wasn't that great, but I don't remember who was performing but um it was a really great uh interview so it got me excited for it so if you're in uh, in the city or can go to st andrews um i highly uh, recommend that you go um village idiots are involved somehow yeah they're presenting it yeah um so they'll be there mm-hmm. and with a bunch of idiots uh you can buy tickets at toberrockfest.com mm-hmm. um yeah there's going to be a beer pong tournament you could sign up for Going to be some food vendors and yeah, just tons of great bands. Yeah. Wait, are we doing beer pong? Uh, Maybe. We'll see. Okay. (laughs) We'll talk about it. (laughs) Yeah. Depends the time we play, I guess. Yeah, before or after your set, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Um, That's exciting. Um, Mm. And also Hoot Owl Festival. uh, Correct. On the 18th. uh, Or sorry, the 25th. Yeah, we got Hoot Owl during the day and then we got the Winnipeg Tattoo Convention in the evening. That's crazy. You guys mm-hmm. are busy. Busy summer. Yep. I'm not looking forward to carrying my amp. <laughs> no. <laughs> it's an hour and a half drive back from Hoot Owl, too. So. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, how do you guys, in terms of gigs and anything, how do you go about booking your gigs? 
do you always reach out or do people reach out to you? How does it all kind of work out? Both. Like, um, pretty much in, like, January, I was booking shows in December already uh, just to get the full year done. And then once we had our shows, like, uh, every two months, and then it's kind of just been applying for opportunities and people asking us and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. um, in the past, it's always been people asking us, and I found we didn't really get um, the shows we wanted because of that. So now I'm really trying to to be ahead of it. Yeah, and pick what you want kind exactly, of thing. Exactly, yeah. yeah. And now you have like this nice big repertoire of like online music. It makes it, I think, does that make it easier? I'm, I'm Absolutely. Just apply for things, right? Yeah. Like, and people know you're legit. Mm-hmm. Um, when we didn't have any music out there. But actually, before we ever played a show, we had our demo out. You know, that was kind of the weird thing for us. Was it weird? Because we, most bands, I think, play a lot of live shows and then record an album. We yeah. started with a demo. Okay. Um, and why do you think you did that? I don't know. It just it just happened. Mm-hmm. Like we just we had songs and we knew a guy who does recording and uh, Bryce Kaminsky. It was Garfield Studios at the time, um, and he just did it. And then we're like, we have these songs now. Let's go play them. Yeah. So, and uh, you think that helped you a lot with? I think it was. I think it started us in the direction of of what recorded songs can do for you. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So I, d- I think it did started in the right direction for sure. Okay. Um, would you recommend having a demo before reaching out to people and such to other bands? Or I would recommend now to have like you know ten songs that you think are really good, and then picking your absolute five best. You know what I mean? Okay. Uh, we had three songs, just three songs, so it wasn't necessarily our best. Mm-hmm. You know? Okay. Um, so now that's kind of the new direction we're going. We want to have as many as we possibly can that we love and then just pick like five mm-hmm. of our strongest songs. Okay. So makes sense. I mean, the, rather than just, just what you have. Yeah. Um, I heard that not that Adele is related to rock in any way, but she had her most recent album. She had recorded or had an entire album written mm. and then wasn't really happy with the songs, and then just rewrote an entire album and use that music instead. Cool. You said Adele, um, sorry? Adele, okay. yeah. Um, that just made me think of it, like just being able being able to like pick and choose or just not using the music. I don't know if I could do that because I'm really proud of all the songs I write and most of the time. I mean, it doesn't mean you can't use them later, I guess. Yeah. But I think also like you can pick a theme then too, right, for an EP. That's true. You know, <clears throat> these songs are all about heartbreak. These songs are all about happy. Um, I'm going to... just getting at though, like... I have so many, like, personal songs recorded. Like, I have another side project going on with my buddy from my, my old band. His name is Bryce Carver. And um, him and I were supposed to start a band called Disgrace the Race, but it never really took off because he moved out west for work. So How dare he? Yeah, how dare he, like, work. Selfish. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, so we were working on that. We had a studio demo done, a uh, two-song demo. And everything was going well, then kind of just, like, dissipated, but we still kind of keep in touch via, like, um, interprovincial recording, I guess. Yeah. Is what that would be called. Mm -hmm. Just sending each other tracks and whatnot, but going back to the recording thing, I record so many tracks, I probably have a whole, like, a few dozen gigabytes on my computer with tracks I've recorded. Wow. And I'll post some, and then I'll listen to it, and and I'll be like... I hate this. <laughs> yeah. But that's what most recording artists do. Yeah. Like they come into the studio with 10 times the amount of songs they know they're going to record because they know they're going to have to cut it down to their best whatever is going on the album. 
a lot of bands do that. They come. Yeah, yeah I know exactly how that feels. Uh, is that? I mean, I've heard that too, but I think is that as popular in Winnipeg to do that? Like, because it's so expensive to go into recording. Well, you don't you don't record them all, but you oh, make sure you I have them you ready. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought you'd like record all of them. No. And, oh my god, it sounds so expensive. My heart. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't do that. No. Sorry, I was going to waste someone jumped in on that. Anyway, let's move on. I wanted to ask about, because you mentioned your friend moving away for work, and that got me thinking about, there's five of you now. Mm-hmm. Um, how do you balance your uh, your other life, like um, work and family and relationships, with your music? Well, I just moved in with my girlfriend last November, and... Um, we live with my uh, roommate. His name is Dylan Tickboy Froze. Dylan! <laughs> and he's my faithful roadie when he can. Just kidding. He, he helps me carry my amp. Okay. But um, I think just like, because we practice maybe once a week if there's no shows going on, then two times a week when there are shows. So, and it's not very, it's not very long practices, so it's easy to balance it, at least for me. And okay. then I live with my girlfriend, so any any home time is like girlfriend time, right? Yeah. And then I just visit my parents, go out for dinner whenever. So it's easy for me. Yeah. But I don't know about if it's hard for these guys. Oh, I just don't have a life. I just <laughs> work and do the band. <laughs> nice. I occasionally get to visit with friends, but yeah. yeah. I, uh, I luckily have a super supportive, um, <laughs> super supportive fiance at home. Uh, who really uh, helps out and allows me to do what I want to do with with my dream? Um, we have a four month old now, so oh, it's, congratulations! It, thank you. It's it's really tough to balance, um, but you make it work. Mm-hmm. As long that's what I mean, like planning so far ahead. Yeah. Uh, if you plan far ahead, you just you can make it work. Makes it easier, and yeah. it's lucky that everyone wants to like put in the time and actually cares and all are on the same page with that and that's so hard to find like especially with musicians as is they're usually the worst of the worst with planning things but this band just seems very on top of things with that's awesome i just show up when i'm when i'm supposed to yeah they just give you a date and a time and give me a date and a time i'll be there if i can't be there i'll let you know but 90 percent of the time i will Mm -hmm. we've actually been we've been really lucky i think um we've like with Eric and now these two, we've had both of them just very committed and on time. And it's so easy to find people who are, yeah, yeah I'll be there. Oh, mm-hmm. I can't make it, you know. Yeah. Um, but when we were looking for people, too, that was something we looked at, right? Like who showed up, you know, who showed up on time, who canceled. Yeah. Right. And it, it, it's not necessarily that person's fault. But like when you're auditioning nine people, yeah. you can't keep giving chances to everybody. Otherwise, mm-hmm. it would have taken... I think it took us like four months as is. Yeah. So. Oh, it's stressful. Um, so four month old, that's crazy. Mm-hmm. Are, are you guys going to be touring in the future? We plan to tour next year in the fall. Mm-hmm. Um, that's the plan. Uh, yeah. BB will be a year and four months then. Yeah. Walking and stuff. Maybe I'll take her with me. <laughs> Just on the become a, a baby. Uh, well, we do Brody. have baby onesies. That's right. Yeah. So you need a model, right? <laughs> yeah. Is that why you have the baby? So you can <laughs> model yeah. onesies. I mean, we need to sell and onesies. And the toddler t-shirts. Yes. We need the to white push toddler t-shirts. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, congratulations again. Thank you. That's very exciting. Babies. I mean, sorry, uh, you don't like babies. <laughs> yeah, but... I don't like babies. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, let's it's on record now. Yeah. It's not for me, okay? Yeah. 
Well, that's fair. <laughs> and it's good that you know now and not like after you've had one and you're like, wait, I don't actually want this. <laughs> I can't take them back. Yeah. Bad. <laughs> so let's listen to another song. We're going to listen to Draw the Line. Uh, what inspired this song? Oh, man, this kind of surprisingly relates to the, the first one, I guess. This one was about the, the breakup. It was um, basically when you're trying to decide about breaking up or getting back together, and it's like you just got to gotta do one or the other. Yeah. You can't just stay in between and, and let it linger, you know what I mean? Ah. So it's about drawing the line, you know, yeah. okay. making your choice. Interesting. Great. Mm -hmm. Well, let's listen to that right now. Everyone, you're listening to the Winnipeg Music Project on 101.5 UMFM. I'm Ashley Benyaj. I'm here at Northern Rose, and we'll be right back. Project on 101.5 UMFM. I'm Ashley Vignage. I'm here with Northern Royals. Let's go around the table. We might have a fourth person show up, which is <laughs> exciting. Uh, we'll see if we have time. But let's go around the table right now. Everyone, uh, if let's pretend a younger version of you is listening right now who wants to join a band. What advice <sighs> would you give them before jumping into the commitment of uh, a five-piece rock band? Um, let go of your ego, kid. <laughs> what do you mean by that just um just try not to like it's okay to have an ego but i just don't put it at the forefront and just go with the flow don't put yourself before anybody don't let every, anything get to your head mm -hmm. that'd probably be the biggest thing yeah that's a, that's a really good point definitely that because i'm sure i had that problem when i was a teenager and um also practice more you can always <laughs> practice more. It yeah. never hurts. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I'll say that too, actually. Uh, I remember starting taking guitar lessons when I was a kid, and learning notes and theory was so boring. And I was like, I just wanted to rock. And then uh, you get to this point when you're trying to write good songs, you're like, oh, I wish I had spent more time on that theory. Like, I wish I learned piano too. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's never too late, but I mean, yeah. it'd be a lot easier having that knowledge now. Mm -hmm. Well, you're going to have someone who plays keys in the band mm -hmm. and can teach you if you wanted. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. I love theory. <laughs> I want a shirt that just says. I think you and Rebecca love love theory equally. Yeah. yeah. That was more my thing. That's Did why they kind of want to be best friends. Yeah, probably. Um, we can talk about it after. But Because, um, like, I just graduated here from music and uh, I've considered going for a master's. It's just, oh. like, it's so much fun. For sure. It's, I feel such a nerd for admitting that, but I, I love it. Um, Funny story about that. Let's hear it. I took a couple, like, I took a music course here, like, Intro to Music Rudiments or something like that. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I've been playing guitar for, like, 13 years. This will be a cakewalk, whatever. So I joined, and, yeah, it was easy, like, doing the notes on the scale or whatever. And then what screwed me over was the whole online kind of, there was, like, uh, online homework thing. It's, like, uh, Magamet? I think so, something like that. Like, like oral training, like notes? No, it's no. something, it was like an online kind of program that you use to do, the, do your homework, 
and like as soon as you click something wrong, you got the answer wrong, and that kind of really screwed me over. So I just kind of VW'd it, and I'm yeah. like, okay, screw that. I'm gonna go take something else. <laughs> I tried taking a course with music here, and they wouldn't let me. I wanted to take music history for my history course, and they're like, no, that's for music students. Don't. They wouldn't mm-hmm. let you take. They that? wouldn't let me take it. Yeah, I was oh, so upset. That's so disappointing. You were too good. I was. Too- yeah. Yeah, that's so. I mean, why? why? They lost it. Why? Yeah, exactly. It's their problem now. Why not? <laughs> I think that's silly. Um, well, I guess it depends on how many numbers of music students were gotten that That's year. That's what it was. Yeah. yeah. Probably. But you could yeah, have done it the full. year after. Mm, no. no. I'm done now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, yeah. Then who cares, right? Just go, like, down or get the uh, textbook and read it on your... No, don't. No. No. It's like a Bible. It's <laughs> intense. Um, I don't even think I cracked it open. Oh, um, do you want to give it to me? I sold it already. <laughs> oh. Yeah. But, um, Out of luck. If I find one. Okay. <laughs> Just kidding. Uh, I probably will forget. So I was going to say, yeah, good luck remembering yeah. that. <laughs> <laughs> we do have to start wrapping up, unfortunately. We're almost done. I've been having so much fun talking to you guys about music and Northern Royals, which apparently wasn't always Northern Royals, you were saying? Yeah, we actually, we used to be called, I, I start from the beginning, we were actually called Men Among Kings. Horrible name, because trying to sing that fast. No, yeah. It's well, just like Men Among Kings, and people are like, like eventually it was like, kings? yeah. yeah. <laughs> Should have been pretty good in Manitoba, but no. So then we uh, we became the Autopilots, uh, which was decided in studio at our demo, actually. I think it was Kendra was just like, I'm on Autopilot right now. I don't want to talk. And ah. like, the Autopilots. And then a band from Saskatoon named Autopilot. How dare they? Uh, I know. First. They got a, well, they got a trademark and stuff, and they've been messaging us for years to disband our name we just kept ignoring them but then finally they got a trademark so we're like all right i guess it's time wow. to change so they got to keep that name and we got the better one <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, came up with it it was good though because it was kind of like rebranding our music in a way too mm-hmm. um we actually haven't released an ep under northern royals yet so it's nice to have our new members our new sound yeah so for sure and you guys are working on a, a new e- ep correct we have three singles out now and mm-hmm. we hope to release the ep early next year mm-hmm. so so people who are who are now in love with your music after listening to this interview and want to hear more about you guys where can they find you on social media you can go to northernrails.com our website uh you can just search us on facebook um we have a spotify uh any of your streaming sites will be on apple music and stuff like that um we also sell merch online at northernrails.com um, or you could buy it directly from us at our shows. Mm-hmm. Yeah, come to the shows. You guys, as we've said before, have some uh, exciting shows coming up. This Thursday at the Cavern, your, uh, the tour kickoff of Color by Numbers, Correct. who have also been on the show previously, and they are great. Uh, also on August 11th, you have Toba Rock Fest in I guess, St. Andrew slash Selkirk. Yeah, it's, down, it's like 15 minutes uh, north on Highway 8. Oh, God, I hope that's right. Mm-hmm. I think it's highway. People will just be standing there like, where is <laughs> it? Yeah. yeah. Um, but it, it's all at toberockfest.com. You can find all that yes. information. Google it. Like, it is, you, people who are listening, if you like local music, you've probably seen a Facebook ad like yeah. directed towards you because it's just, it's everywhere. Yeah. They're plugging that thing like crazy. And it's also by the concert hall. It's up on their screen. Oh, the ad, yeah. Yeah, that's true. That's I've seen it there. Is, and that makes me wonder, is it at the concert hall? No. Oh, no, it's just, okay, <laughs> they just got an ad there. That's still cool. Mm-hmm. I mean, I never even thought to do that. That's a good idea. Yeah, we got there's uh, Hell at the Moon on there too. Mm-hmm. Oh, Festival. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. So we're not re- playing that. But no, <laughs> that's true. Uh, next year, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe 
Is it is that a rock festival? It seems to be more country okay. oriented, mm-hmm. but I mean, like the Bloodshots are playing there. Disraeli Dreamers is playing there. Okay. Um. So, but they have two big country artists playing. But if you like oh, rock, um, is Brett Kissel playing that one? Is I that, think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I yeah. saw another interview with that with that yeah. one too. Okay. Yeah. I'm on the same page. Mm-hmm. So everyone, you're listening to the Winnipeg Music Project on 101.5 UMFM, talking with Northern Royals. Make sure you go follow and support them on social media. Listen to the music on Bandcamp and Spotify, and but not Bandcamp. No, I think we got a Bandcamp. I wouldn't. I wouldn't I go to it do, though. Yes. No, okay. Your old old stuffs on Bandcamp. Oh, so oh, geez, it. don't go there. <laughs> Never mind. I forget I said that. Uh, social, uh, all the streaming services. Uh, don't forget to follow the Winnipeg Music Project as well, because we are always posting funny memes and. Um, not too many, so don't worry. <laughs> but uh, and talking about the upcoming shows, we are pretty much booked solid for the rest of the year. So we'll have a new interview every Ooh. week, which is very exciting. I don't think I don't think I've ever said that before on the show. So very Dang. exciting, some new, uh, new, never before heard, and some returning um, bands. Make sure you follow us so you can hear about that. We're going to close the show with your latest single, "To the Floor." Um, Rebecca, you said this, this was your favorite song to play yes. live. Um, what is this song about, or what inspired this song, or what made you decide to write it and release it? Um, this song's kind of about uh, being a bully and, and kind of trampling over people to get to the top. Uh, ah. um, basically just being selfish and uh, how that how that interacts with who you are and how we don't really know what a bully is and why they are a bully and uh there's usually some underlying reason for it so cool i find anyways awesome Mm -hmm. well thanks so much for being on the show guys this has been a lot of fun i really do appreciate you coming all the way down to talk to little me and share your music with the world who are listening um let's listen to the floor and thanks so much tuning in everyone and i will uh talk to you guys next week Thanks for listening to this episode of the Winnipeg Music Project. For more on local music makers, follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Music by Will and Art from Collector Studio, and a big thank you to UMFM for making this show possible.